I'm excited this morning to, to be here. Uh, grateful that we get to start the new year together uh, as, a, as a family, as a spiritual family uh, in Christ, getting to gather, to worship, um, and even that we're here as, as families, that the kids are in their room. Kids, how are you doing this morning? Yeah, how's, how's Christmas? What's Christmas about? Oh, Happy New Year, kids. No, I, I, one, one thing I want to just say as we, we're gathered here with this morning, um, this morning might be a little bit messy because we've got our kids in the room, okay? Uh, I was reading, they'll save this for another day, all the, all the totality of it. But one thing I was reading was just people forecasting, what, what are, the, are going to be the key markers of a healthy church going into the future in light of everything we've just lived through? And one of the key things they said, which is radically different from the, the health markers from years ago, um, was just that healthy churches that, 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 that uh, value the gospel and are going to be able to proclaim the gospel in a, in a real fruitful way are going to be churches that, that embrace mess. Because of everything we've come out of and the world being so messy, churches have healthy churches and ones that proclaim the gospel well, ones that embrace mess and also embrace the mess that comes with the intergenerationalness of family. So long the church has said, we're going to put you over there and we're going to be over here and we're going to have our quiet little space and what that's not been good for our discipleship and the health of the American church. So I'm excited for this this morning. I'm grateful that we're doing this and I'm just inviting us this morning to embrace the mess a little bit. Okay. Can we do that? Cool. Happy new year, year of mess. Here we go. Um, I entered into ministry in 2004. Uh, the first appointment that I had as a pastor was a youth pastor at a Korean church. It was called Korean Evangelical Church of Portland, actually not too far from where I live now. It's kind of funny how God brought me in this circle. But I, I got hired in uh, January, February of 2004. And so December of 2004 was my first New Year's Eve in my Korean church. And it was radically different than anything I had ever experienced. And it was awkward and strange and radically beautiful. I entered in and what they did was this family gathering on the night of Christmas or excuse me, of New Year's Eve. And they got together and they played games and there was tons of food. And there was just like this ruckus experience of joy intergenerationally that I'd never seen before. I grew up in a very individualistic, very Western mindset. And like New Year's Eve was about having the greatest party experience I could ever have. And then New Year's Day was thinking about, oh, what are all the individual like uh, New Year's Eve resolutions that I'm going to do, that I'm going to live into, all this willpower that I have that I'm going to embrace. And I'd never experienced, honestly, the joy like I experienced at that first Korean church New Year's Eve gathering. It was amazing. It went till way past midnight and everyone was hanging out and then there was prayer at midnight and then everybody went home and slept for a few hours. And what happened was people came back and then I experienced this thing called Sebe. And it was at the beginning of the, new, the first day of the year and the uh, adults would sit in, the, in these chairs and the, the kids would come and they would bow in front of the adults and they would say this phrase that my translation is basically, may you receive many blessings in the new year. And then the adults would take and they would put their hands on the kids and they would pray for them. They would pray blessing over them. And what was strange and weird was that for me, I had never experienced anything like that. And I have somewhat of a Catholic background. I've got a Western background. I've been around the world in countries where I've seen like ancestor worship. So I'm sitting there taking this all in and I'm going, is this like live ancestor worship? No, it wasn't that. <laughs> it, is this idolatry? No, this isn't that. And I had to go get through kind of this this grid of my experience in order to finally see the beauty of this thing and realize that what they were doing, they were honoring, honoring their elders, which was a very biblical thing. And they were exchanging blessing between generations again, which is a very biblical thing. The bestowing of blessing as they start a new year from one to the other, literally one generation bestowing the beauty and declaring the beauty of God to each generation. And I just, over the years, it's, it's come to be one of my favorite things. 
This afternoon, I will go with my wife and my two kids. We'll go to my in-laws and my grand, her grandparents will be there. And we will, we will bow. We will say this phrase that means, may you receive many blessings in the new year. And the elders in our family will, will put their hands on us and they'll pray for us and they'll bestow blessing on us. It's one of my favorite traditions that I've learned and gotten to embrace as one of my own um, over the years of being married into a Korean family. As I was sharing this with the staff team and, and thinking about the fact that today is the first day of the new year, we were thinking about what do we want today to be about? What, what, what's the message? What's the celebration? What does today look like gathering together as, as the body of Christ in this space? And I couldn't help but just think, I, I, want us to, I want us to embrace blessing this morning. I want us to step into this idea of understanding this truth that we are a people who are blessed by the Lord in order to be a blessing to one another. And I believe that the scriptural model is actually that starts within the home, that starts within the family. And so hence having this family gathering this morning, and for those of you that, that you may not have biological family with you this morning, your family, do you hear me this morning? And, and you're not going to be missing out on this opportunity for blessing this morning. So before we, before we engage in a practice of, of, of blessing this morning together, I want to give just kind of a, um, this has to be really truncated, but kind of a brief theology of blessing in scripture. We're going to go pretty quick looking at a couple things, but to give us a, a foundation and undergirding for what we're going to do this morning here. So yeah, we see blessing all, all throughout scripture, and it starts in, in Genesis 1 and 2. If you're familiar with the story, right, it's, it's God, and it's God himself, Father, Son, Spirit there, brooding over what the darkness. And God speaks, and on the first day, he says, let there be day and night. On the second day, he says, let there be sky and heavens. On the third day, he says, let there be earth and sea and vegetation. On the fourth day, he says, I'm going to put these two great lights, one to govern the day, one the night, and then the stars. And at the end of these four days, he declares everything to be good. But there's something different that happens on the fifth day. On the fifth day, God creates sea creatures and winged birds. So he creates the first living creatures. And we see in Genesis 1.22, it says this, and God not only called them good, it says, but in God blessed them and saying, be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the sea and let the birds multiply on the earth. We go now to the sixth day and what God creates is livestock, creeping things, beasts of the earth and humanity. And we know that God declares it not only very good when he creates humanity, but he, again, he looks at these living creatures that he created in his image and in his likeness. And God says to them in Genesis 1:28, it says, and God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. We flip the page over to chapter two of Genesis and it says there, when God had finished his work, I'll just read it. It says, thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and he made it holy because on it, God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. The word blessed here, it's a Hebrew word and it's webarek. And it means to call favor upon or to consecrate, meaning to set apart for a purpose. So from the very beginning, we see God speaking into existence everything that we know in creation. He declares it good, but we see this switch on the fifth, sixth, and seventh day when he creates living beings, and in particular humanity, creating his image and his likeness. He blesses them, meaning he, he, he bestows on them this, this right of uh, favor, and he sets them apart for a specific purpose. And a key part of that purpose actually is to be beings who inhabit this world that he has created and to carry on blessing. 
to those who function and operate in his image and in his likeness and to go and to use their mouths to name everything that he has just created. And as they're doing that, to also be people who speak blessing into this world that he created good. So from the very beginning, there's this foundation of blessing in scripture. That word, Webarek, which appears in the Old Testament 29 times in this, this form of, of blessed, but there's 330 examples in the Old Testament of some form of blessing. Some form of blessing being passed down verbally, whether it's of land or of people or of things, but it's all humanity, again, embodying or walking in this part of the image and the likeness of God is speaking blessing so that the grace and the goodness of God is called out into existence in the world that has been marred by a curse. That blessing is one form, literally, of pushing back the the effects of the curse that came to play because of sin. This battle of blessing and of cursing, if you will. And it's interesting because we see in Genesis 9-1 that after the flood, right? And you have a new humanity in a sense. You have Noah and his family. Genesis 9-1 says, and God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. So again, after the curse had had so much effect and caused God then sending this flood, when God was in a sense recreating, restarting humanity, first thing he does again is speak blessing over them and call them to be a people who bless. We can go on and on. For time's sake, I can't. But you know, after, after that, you go and there's, there's the first call of Abram, right? And what was that? It was a call of blessing. Abram, come to me, follow me in a unique way like no one in history ever has. I'm going to bless you what? To be a blessing. And all the nations are going to be blessed through you. We see again, God bless animals, people, things, Sabbath, work, all of this. And these blessings go on. If we read through the Old Testament, all of these blessings go on throughout generation from generation. Again, trying to undo what sin is trying to perpetuate, what evil is trying to perpetuate in the world. And when we get to the New Testament at the coming of Jesus, which we just celebrated, we see blessing again right at the beginning, right? Mary is bestowed as someone who is blessed. Elizabeth declares that to her and she acknowledges and identifies that herself, that that she's blessed. Why? Because she's carrying the child of promise. She's carrying the child of of, of blessing. She's carrying the one who ultimately is going to be birthed into this world to embody and incarnate blessing in its totality the way that God intended it to be. That there's blessing in the presence of God coming through Emmanuel, God with us. And so we see that in the New Testament, this blessing as well. And in, in, in the Greek, it's this word eulogia, which means to speak well of or to invoke a benediction upon or to call to prosper. Now, when Jesus comes and he starts his ministry, it's interesting because we actually don't see Jesus do a lot of speaking of blessing in the same way we see in the Old Testament. But we could say that every word that Jesus speaks to someone actually is, is a word of blessing. That everything that Jesus does is the embodiment of the blessing of God there in in the presence of the people. And when Jesus does speak about blessing, though, I think it's worth noting this. He talks about it in Matthew at the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, right? And what does he say in the Beatitudes? I want to read that. It says, he opened his mouth and he taught them saying, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven." 
for so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. I think this is noteworthy because in our culture, when we think of the word blessing, we think often of monetary and physical blessing. Not only that, we think of blessing only coming through good things, blessing only being a part of like this happy go lucky 2023, yay, here we go, it's going to be all good type stuff. But the two times that Jesus speaks of blessings, not only here in the Beatitudes, but also over in in Luke chapter six, and he's talking about the fact that there's going to be people in this world who are going to hate you, but I'm calling you to love your enemies. There's going to be those who are going to be do evil things against you, and I call you to bless them instead. Jesus, as he comes and he ushers in the upside down kingdom, he brings this fuller or picture of blessing for us that we not only get to experience and inherit the blessing and the pattern of the Old Testament, but in the New Testament, it's this understanding, again, that blessing comes not just through these good things, but all of blessing is an avenue and opportunity to experience the blessing of God because it's a calling out of an experience to receive the grace of God. It's not just about the small things that often our culture kind of says, this is blessing and all the rest is not. Blessing is calling out forth and speaking out the grace of God into the life that is around you, into the people and into the things around you. And that's what I want us to practice and do this morning. When we bless people, what we're doing is we're casting a vision for life with God as central, and we call forth his works of grace in their lives. When we bless people, we're casting a vision for their life with God as central, the way that life was created to happen and the reason why Jesus came. And we're calling forth the works of grace within their lives. So this morning, I, I want us to practice doing some blessing for one another. And in here's, here's how I want this to go down. Um, if you're not sitting with your family, I would love for you to sit in, in a row with, with your family. And here's, here's what I'd like you to do. At the end of each row, you're going to see that there is a red envelope. And there are three by five cards or four by six cards. And there's some pens. If there's not pens, there's also pencils in in the thing in front of you. But what we're going to do this morning is we're going to put on some music just to fill the space. But I want to give you a chance and an opportunity to think about the people sitting with you and to write some words of blessing as you think about this year ahead. To take a chance to write them down. And the reason why we do these red envelopes, if you're from an Asian culture, you know that New Year's, whether it's this New Year's or the the Lunar New Year, it's often associated with red envelopes, right? And what usually comes in that is is money. (laughs) And we think, oh, that's the greatest blessing. But the heart of that this morning is to say, I I want you to take a moment and write blessing on these cards stick them in this envelope and take it home with you. And, and here's the thing, this morning, because of the, the context that we're in, you're not going to have time potentially to write a blessing for all of your kids or to write a blessing for your spouse and your kids. You may only have time to write blessing for one. But we wanted to do this format this morning as a, as a step even of, of discipleship, messy discipleship, to say that what we start here this morning, if you don't get to finish, would, would you take it home and, and would you be intentional this week to write and think about the blessing that you want to proclaim over your family as we start a new year? The way that you want to speak the vision of God's grace into the life of the people within your family and call forth opportunities for them to experience his goodness this year. I want to give you, here's a couple, a couple things that you'd, you'd consider um, as you think about areas of blessing. Here's, here's six areas that I look in scripture and I go, here's where there's prayers and blessings that speak around these things. There's blessing for spiritual encouragement and strength. There's blessing for holistic well-being, spiritual, emotional, relational, life rhythms, life balance. There's blessing for God's provision of our needs. That, that's, that's, we need that. There's blessing for that. 
There's blessing for physical health and for protection. There's blessing also for empowerment and opportunities to share the love of Jesus. Blessing for mission. And there's blessing for wisdom and for guidance before people embark on a journey or into a new stage and a new season of life. I want to read for you just a couple of these blessings and, and then give an example for how kids potentially could bless as well. And, and here's this. Numbers 6, 24 to 26. The blessing reads this way. It says, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. How might this year, what might be the vision set in front of your kids, set in front of your family, if this is the blessing, if this is the thing that you desire most for them this year, and that you committed to saying, I'm writing this down and I'm praying this for my family this year. This is the blessing I want us to experience. There's the blessing of Psalm 1, which speaks of the individual that is rooted in the word of God and in the goodness of God like a tree. Psalm 1 reads this way. It says, blessed, blessed is the man or the woman, the person who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but their delight is in the law of the Lord, and on their law they meditate day and night. I'll let you read the rest of it to see what, what's the fruit of that sort of blessing for that type of person who that is their life and their goal. I'll read you one last one. There's, there's the blessing of, of Ephesians that Paul, one of the things you can notice is that almost any time in scripture, Paul is praying, Paul is basically praying blessing. He's praying something that he wants to see come into, he's setting a vision for their life. And in Ephesians uh, chapter one, verses 18, Paul prays and he says, um, I pray that the God that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of glory may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in, in verse 17, in the knowledge of him, that having the eyes of your, your heart enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which God has called you and what are the riches of his glory and inheritance in the saints. Again, this, this blessing that's more, more full orb than just what we often think in our culture of, of the physical and the monetary and those things, but a blessing of, of holistic experience of God's grace in people's lives. And so parents, I want to encourage you to think of what, are the, what are the scriptures that come to mind for you as you sit and you think about your kids this year that you can write down as a form of blessing? And whether it's today or sometime this week, read them to them, pray them over them, let them know, here's, here's the vision that I have for God's grace for you this year to set that course for them of hope and of goodness and of God's impartation. And kids, where's my kids at? Yeah. Kids, I want you as well to be a part of blessing your families and your parents. And so here's, I want to give you a simple example of what you might be able to write this morning because there's cards for you as well. And here's a maybe simple format that we're going to leave up there. And kids, I want to invite you and encourage you to think this way and to understand that you too are created in the image of God, fully loved by him and imbued with his spirit. And God wants to use you to be a person of blessing in your world, starting within your family. And so here's something you might write. You might write this on the card that you're going to put in. You might write, mom or dad, I bless you with, and you don't have to write all of these, but maybe pick one. Mom or dad, I bless you with rest this year as you trust in the love of Jesus this year. Or mom and dad, I bless you with patience. I bless you with joy. I bless you with fulfillment as you trust in the love of Jesus. We'll leave this up there for you kids to follow as I bless you with sleep uh, as you trust in the love of sleep. I'm speaking things into existence. Do you see how that happens? You guys, this is amazing. But well, we'll leave that there. So we're going to leave some space this morning for you to, to, to sit and to think and to write out on those cards the, the, a blessing. Again, it's, it, it'll be a little messy for the next 10 minutes, but I invite us just to embrace it and to believe that even in the midst of this, there's, there's a blessing, there's a goodness that's happening as we sit and consider. 
And then when you're done, if you have time, if you have space, I'd encourage you to, to begin to read them to your family if, if you can, if you'd like to. The other invitation I'd want to make for you is this. Maybe you finished writing your blessing for your family or you've written just enough and you're thinking, oh, I'll, I'll continue this at home. Maybe there's someone in here in our family, our body of Christ family, that comes to mind as we're doing this and you want to write a, a word of blessing for them. I'd encourage you to do that as well. And maybe you don't get to read it to them, but maybe you, you hand it to them. And for those of you that, that don't have um, you know, family here this morning with you, we know we've got some students or we've got singles, we've got individuals who don't have family with you. We'd encourage you to find, or we'd encourage you as families to go and find an individual and sit with them and invite them to be a part of, part of the blessing. We know that there are really beautiful relationships that God has formed, family relationships in this, in this body of Christ. And we want you to be a part of that blessing as well. And, and Tim and Leslie Betcher, they have said too as well that you know, their kids are not here. They're, they're willing to sit and to write blessing and pray blessing over anyone that is, that is desiring that. Um, and so, are we, you, you guys track with me this morning? We're going we're gonna to play a little bit of music quietly. Um, we're going to go for blessing. Let me just say a prayer, and then I'm going to be quiet, and I'm going to let you consider the way that God is inviting you to, to bless this morning the people around you. So, Lord, this morning, we thank you that you are the Lord, the Lord, the gracious and compassionate God, who's slow to anger and bounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. Thank you, God, that you're a God of mercy and of goodness, that you're a God of blessing, that you spoke this world into creation, into existence, and, and, you, and you blessed it. And ever since, you've been drawing close and drawing near with a heart to bless, to, for us to experience your mercy, your love, your grace, your goodness. And God, we as your kids, as recipients of that, we want to be a blessing to others. We believe and we understand our calling to be a blessing to those around us, starting with our families. And so, God, this morning, I pray that by your spirit, would you bring to mind scriptures? Would you bring to mind words? Would you bring to mind images, visions of what you would have us pray and speak as blessing for one another into this year ahead? As Kelly said earlier, we can plan and we can think about things, but all of it is for not, God, if you are not central and a part of it. And so, Lord, this morning, we submit ourselves to you. We ask that you would speak words of blessing to us in order that we might impart them to others in order that your grace would come to life for us in beautiful and powerful ways this year. God, we love you. We invite you to speak this morning. Amen.